as promised, here she is. It's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and she's finally here. She's who you came here for tonight, not me. <laughs> it's her. I'd like to welcome to Funkatopia Live, Miss Ingrid Chavez. How are you, dear? I'm good. It's a good day here in New Hampshire. It was warm, sunny. It's, it's warm and sunny in New Hampshire? It was earlier today. It was a good day. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a, that's uh, well, that's unusual. I, we got this weird weather pattern that's even here in Atlanta because we, we're like in the middle of summer. It's like 90 degree days and we're not even, has not even technically officially summer yet. So yeah, I'd imagine that's this weird weather patterns happening all over the United States, but yeah, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about you. No. <laughs> you, you and only you. So, yes, I'm good. <laughs> so um, I guess what I was really, really excited about, and I had to, you know, I was glad that I was able to to get with you uh, because um, I, I kept hearing little, little pieces of, uh, you, well, at first it said there was an announcement that was put on your site that said May 30th and it says shadows of what we once were. And I was trying to figure out what that was. And I thought, Oh, this is probably a new album. And uh, then I was talking with uh, Michael who's uh, manager. And he was like, no, no, it's the name of, there is a new album. Yes, it is. There is a new album, but it's called memories of flying. And um, so I, I, I'm really interested in hearing about what's coming down the pike for you. What is, well, first off, what's the difference between what is the shadows of what we once were uh, and memories of flying? And just just kind of tell me a little bit about what's happening here at the end of the month with you. I think shadows of once of what we once were was just a title that I put on a photograph that I posted on um, Instagram. So um, yeah, I think that is just a, the a title of a photograph. So um, memories of flying is the new album. And, um, yeah, I, I think it'll probably be out at the end of summer at this point because we're still pulling together the, uh, artwork and everything. It's, it's in for mastering and it's coming out probably the end of summer. I don't have an exact date yet. Uh, uh, okay. But we are releasing a single on June 7th. So a single from it. Yes, we actually have uh, a couple snippets that were that were sent to us that we'll we'll play a little bit later on that uh, that yeah. were shared with mm-hmm. us. So I definitely want you to tell us about and tell us about those. But I know that um, oh, so that's so much longer than what I thought. So I, I guess there was chatter that it was coming out at the end of the month, but you're saying the end of summer, so that's so much further down the line. Um, but that's okay because we are going to have some singles and everybody that's listening here and that is out there is definitely going to be supporting you. What's going to be the the first single that, that we can start looking for? The first one is you gave me wings. I will be in London on June 7th at a PRN alumni party on Prince's birthday, and I will be performing this song live, and um, it's a tribute song. So that will be the first single, and um, there'll be a, a special release just for um, Prince fans and people who love him and his music and what he's all about. Um, there'll be a, um, a one-day sale of the song that will go towards um, PRN alumni charities. So 
listen out for that. Then the single will go back into my place where I keep all my stuff until it comes out for real. And then it will um, be released again a couple of weeks later. Yeah, my own Ingrid Chavez vault. Um, So it'll be just a one-day release, but then it'll come out a few weeks later. So I hope you guys will come out and support that. Oh, absolutely we will. On June 7th. Yeah, and that's when that's out in London, and we have we have listeners all around the world to this radio show. So, uh, anybody that's in London, London, June seventh, and where exactly is it going to be on June seventh? Um, it's at the Cafe de Paris. <laughs> I think that's what it is, but um, and um, I'm not sure the address or anything. I think you can find it online. Okay, you can go to the PRN alumni. Facebook page and it's posted there. It's posted on my page as well, surely. And and the song is called "You Gave Me Wings" and it is a it is a tribute song to Prince. And I guess um, mm-hmm. and I guess you're going to be doing is is the performance that you're doing in London just of this song, or are you actually putting together a little mini concert, or what can people expect if they come to the show in London? It's just of that one song. Okay. Yeah, it's um. There's another band that's playing for the evening, and they will um, put together a composition for me to come up and just perform this one song. Mm. How tough was it to? I, I I I know you were so close to him, and I know that writing this, you know, I, I think it, you know, sometimes when you sit down and you you write something that is like very very dear to you and is very dear to and just causes so much emotion. How difficult was it for you to, to really kind of write that song? Well, the day that um, he passed away, I had this piece of music that I was getting ready to take a drive and uh, write to. And um, because that's when I usually write is I'll, if I get a new piece of music, I'll, I'll put it in my car and take a drive. And so I was heading out that day and I stopped to get a coffee and um, I got a call from my good friend, Catherine, and she asked me, had I heard the news? And um, so that's when I found out. And so I had this piece of music and I was going to go for this drive anyway. So I just took the drive and um, so this song was written that day, and um, it was a, a very emotional, you know, drive. But I just felt really grateful that I had this piece that I was able to um, put it into, and that's what um, that's what it, it became. You gave me wings. Uh, it's good because I, I know sometimes, you know, and, and as a lyricist, that for myself. Sometimes I'll write lyrics for something and there'll be, it would be a song that really means a lot to me, but it just never seems like I can find the right music for those types of songs, especially ones that I have to go really deep to get out of me. And so it's, it's, it's really good that, um, to hear that you were actually able to find music that would work well with this. Uh, and it's actually going to be the first single off of this, which is huge. It's so, so good. Um, very excited to, to hear it. Actually, we have a snippet of it and we'll play, we'll actually play uh, a little snippet of it, uh, for people. And, uh, but we'll wait until at the end of the interview, we'll, we'll, we'll play a little snippet and, uh, 
so so people can enjoy it because I know people just want to hear from you right now. Um, what can you tell me? What can you tell me about the song Snowblind? That was another snippet that we uh, received. What what is that song about? Yeah, Snowblind. Um, I wrote that with um, uh, Marco Valentin. He was in the band with me, or the band is still it still exists. It's just I'm doing a solo album now. But Black Eskimo. Um, uh, after we finished that record, and I was beginning to um, think about writing a doing a solo album next. He was walking in the snow and he recorded himself, um, the rhythm of his feet crunching in the snow. He sent it to me and he had looped it and sent it to me. So I wrote um, Snowblind just over, I wrote the lyrics and the melody just over the sound of his his feet crunching in the snow. And um, it turned out, it turned into what it is now because I gave it to... um, uh, Mosti Project, my friend Mads in Denmark, to produce it. And now that is what it has become, which we will listen to. If that's what you're going to play. Yep. But um, that song, it's about, um, it's about, I think, being in a relationship and, and knowing that maybe it's, 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 not, it's kind of come to an end, but you're, you're, uh, you don't want to see all the signs. And, and so you're, you know, you're, you're blind, you're putting on blinders to, you know, the fact that you need to kind of move on. Right. Well, and I just loaded that song, Snowblind, <laughs> that I was sent, and it came up with a different title that says All the Love in the World. So maybe that's a different song yeah. that's listed on here. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're going to unveil every that, single um, track Michael on this album. Have... <laughs> oh my gosh all the love in the world though. we're not ready for that one that one's such an amazing song too okay but, so we're yeah. not, we, we, we'll, we'll avoid that one I, we'll just we'll stick with the snippet of you gave me wings that we'll do at the end <laughs> but um yeah I, but i think yeah i think my i think michael just mislabeled that one so well, well, I don't want to take the chance and play something that we shouldn't play. So we'll stick with the ones that is that okay. are properly titled. Um, so tell me a little okay. bit about, you know, your writing style. I know that, you know, we can go back to, to when you first met Prince. And I guess we can, I guess we can start there for a second. Um, you met Prince in, um, I, I guess it was a, a club that you guys had gone to. And the, the two of you immediately connected and tell a little bit of the story of um, uh, tell a little bit about the story about Gertrude and Dexter, <laughs> and and just for people who have not heard that story, and uh, we'll kind of we'll kind of expand from there. Yeah, there's um there was a place a little bar a club in um, uptown called Williams Pub, and can't remember what night it was. It was funk night, and so that's where everybody went. To go dancing. It's in the middle of the week, I think. And um, I was there by myself because I, I met up with a friend and um, I was still waiting for them or something. I can't remember, but Prince walked in and he was sitting up in a booth against the wall and I was at the bar and um, I, he kept looking at me. So I sent him a note and um, and then the note, I let me see if I can remember how it goes. It was, hi, remember me? Probably not, but that's okay because we've never met. 
smile. I love it when you smile. And, um, and he got the note and he asked me to come over and sit with him. And he, that was when he used to wear these little, um, the mirror hearts around his wrist. And he put, he took the one off his wrist and he put it on my wrist and he asked me what my name was. And I said, Gertrude. And I asked him what his name was and he said, Dexter. And that's who we were to each other. <laughs> I don't think I ever once called him Prince. <laughs> so there was, there was a long period of time where you just continued to call him Dexter. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's a great, and I don't think I ever heard, I think the story that I heard was that you had just handed him just something that just said smile. I didn't know about all the rest of it. And obviously that's, yeah. that's much more of an impact. So, so, so clear up, clear up the, the rumor because from what I from what I heard, he had at that point finished recording the Black Album, and I guess there was some type of impact that you had on him that caused him to second guess himself on the release of this album, and instead decided to go the positive route and do Love Sexy instead and released Love Sexy and put Love Sexy together. Were you aware? that that had occurred or were you at all privy to any of that decisions and that you had anything to do with that decision at all? At, at the time I didn't, you know, I mean, we were just, as soon as we met, we had a, a poetic exchange from the beginning. And so that was never part of our conversation and it wasn't something that I was aware of really that was going on. So at the time I didn't really know, no. And I didn't know what kind of effect I had. I didn't, you know, we, I was just in the moment of it and we were just, you know, just going with it. So I, at the time, no, I didn't know anything about the black album. I wasn't at that time. I wasn't really, um, I didn't really know much about what was going on with his music because I wasn't listening to I wasn't listening to Prince's music a lot, so I wasn't really aware of you know that there was a black album or that you know anything about that. So, hmm. but it's kind of naive to the whole thing. Well, I think that's even better. I think you know if you, <laughs> I think there's obviously a lot of decision processes, but I, I wonder. I, I just can't imagine, even in hindsight, looking back and going. I can't, wow, he made that decision because of something that I said or something that I did. That, I mean, that's yeah. got to have an impact alone, just uh, spiritually for you. And, and I, that's, that's, that's great. That's an amazing story. <laughs> um, one of the things that you had mentioned, um, speaking of the spiritual side of things, um, you had mentioned in an interview that I saw a long time ago uh, from 1992 that as you got to know Prince and as you got to get a little bit closer to him, that you started to see, uh, you know, some of the decisions that he was making or some of the spiritual growth that he was having some spiritual epiphanies, I believe is how you, how you verbalized it. Did you, what were some of those spiritual things that you feel like you impacted each other with or one things that you saw 
uh, happened to him or vice versa as far as the impact that you had on one another spiritually? Was was there any certain thing, this is going to be a hard question to answer and not I'm <laughs> verbalizing it. Uh, is there things that you saw him grow spiritually as a result of your relationship or um, what are these spiritual epiphanies that you were talking about in that interview, if you can even remember? Well, um, first of all, I've never read any of my interviews, so I wouldn't know exactly what um, you're referring to, (laughs) um, what article. (laughs) Um, So I wouldn't have read it. Um, Let's see. I mean, like, for instance, um, when Prince first met me, he, he asked, you know, so he's like, who are you? What do you do? You know? And so, um, I told him that I was a musician, you know, this is further into getting to know him a little bit. And, um, so he put me in the studio and said, here, go do something. And so, um, one of the first things that I recorded or the, the things that I recorded that evening, one was called reason enough and one was cross the line. And so just to see that even from that very beginning, um, things like cross the line would become, you know, an important part of this whole uh, period, you know, that not what I recorded, but just the concept and the lines from the spoken word that I did that night. And um, so just to, just to see our conversations or I would write him, I wrote him a lot of letters and poems and stuff. He really liked to get those things from me. So I would write them to him and I would see things that I was writing about. I would see them starting start to show up in some of his lyrics and some of his song concepts and stuff. So I don't know if that was what I was referring to, but that's all I got for that. Well, (laughs) apologies. That was a surprise question, but I saw it. I was thinking to myself, you know, I, you know, everybody's trying to obviously, you know, now that he's no longer with us, it's just, I think everybody's searching and everybody's trying to dig a little bit deeper to even have a further understanding of him and who he was. <clears throat> so obviously when you hear little uh, tidbits like that, it's like, oh, gee, I wonder what that meant. But you did mention that you yeah. don't listen to any of your interviews. I, and, and I hope you've re-listened to this one. I don't know if you will or not, but you had also said that you, you, you couldn't even bring yourself to watch um, graffiti bridge. And uh, so it, it, are you still like that? Are you still, are you still at the point where you just, you don't like, once it's done, it's done, and it's you just remove it from your 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 mind. Uh, is is that something that you still experience? Well, um, when it comes to my when it comes to the music, I can listen to that after I've recorded it and put it out into the world. Like it's you know they're like babies that I've given birth to. But right. um, I don't read or listen to interviews. I don't read reviews good or bad, I don't, um, I don't have a lot of music videos out there because I really don't enjoy that process. I'm much more comfortable being on the other side of the lens. But um, having said that, I have not seen Graffiti Bridge since its premiere in New York with the rest of the cast. But I am thinking of watching it with my daughters who've never seen it this Sunday on Mother's Day. 
It's still a maybe. I don't know, but they've never seen it, and um, I haven't seen it since the day it was premiered. So that's incredible. You have to you have to give us a follow up on that, and whether it's on your own personal <laughs> Facebook, we we have to know how that goes down, how your daughter receives it, yeah, and especially how I you think I'm going it. to. Um, yeah, I know. Well, I was thinking um, I might record the just the sound of us watching it, just because. Just to hear them or, you know, what they, I mean, they're 20 and 24 now, so they're not little kids. So, but, you know, this is just going to be an interesting experience. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> it very much will. So, which kind of leads me into the next question that I had for you is how motherhood has, has affected your artistry or your writing or has it? What, uh, you know, what are your feelings on, you know, now that, you know, your kids are, in, you know, have been an active part of your life. I mean, I don't know if they still live with you or not, but, you know, even during the whole motherhood process, how does, how has it affected your artistry and your writing? Well, I, um, once, once I got married, um, to my ex-husband, David Sylvian, I, I didn't make music. I didn't write or record for many years. Um, I had had a bad experience with that whole justify my love thing that went down. And so I kind of turned my back on it and just decided to um, raise my children and live vicariously through David's musical career. And that was good enough at the time. And so I didn't I put all of my creative energy into them. And then when they were a little bit older, I began to miss that process of expression through music. And um, I got back into it. And as far as the writing is concerned, I've always written in the moment of my life. I've never parsed my words. I've never thought I shouldn't say this, but now I'm a mother. Um, so I'm not sure that they've, that it's made that much of a difference in my writing as far as the way that I write or what I write about. Um, but I did take many years off to raise them and um, was able to come back fresh and with a new approach to writing, um, a little bit wiser maybe. <laughs> yeah, so it was a quite a long time off that you had from the last album that you uh, wrote, which was fantastic. Uh, and and the the and and basically what you know what, what you're what you're doing now. So pretty much it's been you know just setting off to the side and and raising your family. And how did it? How difficult mm -hmm. was it to get back into the process? I mean, was it like did it have a like a slow start, or were you just bursting at the seams with? Were you just bursting at the seams and ready to go? It was a shy start. You know, it was um, I. I had been in touch with this um, musician in Italy and we started going back and forth and he, well, I wasn't even sure that I was going to fully get back into it, but he sent me this piece that he thought was really beautiful and was just sharing it with me. It wasn't necessarily um, saying, Hey, let's write a song together, but he just sent it to me. And um, it was one of the first songs that um, I I wrote for the Flutter and Some Words record. Um, it's called Isabel. And it was um, a song 
well, my daughter, who I was trying to um, get her used to not sleeping in my bed. She was about seven, and she still was really struggling with um, sleeping on her own. So um, when I heard that piece, um, I remember Isabel was laying next to me in the bed, and I was listening to it for the first time in headphones, and that song, you know, came out of that experience. And so it was, it was shy. I just wrote one song at a time. I, I didn't, I wasn't sure I was ever going to make a full record. I was just doing one at a time. Thing. And then when there was like four or five, I was like, okay, well, this is turning into a record. So, um, yeah. And, and each record takes me a good three years from, you know, deciding I'm going to make a new one to releasing it. It's a good three year process for me because, um, I write in real time. I'm waiting for um, the songs to come in in the time that I'm writing. I'm not trying to write about the past or write about the future or make up stories. I'm trying to find that um, inspiration in the life that I'm living. And so it, it often I, I'll wait and sit on tracks until, you know, something comes. And so that, that, song, that album took about three years. Mm. Well, that that album that you and I self released, so I have to do everything myself. So oh yeah, <clears throat> well, and that's actually uh, that's actually great because you you give yourself more control, and I'm sure that that bit of advice certainly came from Prince. I would imagine from all the nightmares that he went through. Um, yeah, but that album that you and Prince worked on, that 14 track album. Do you think that it will ever see an official release? I know that everything's kind of tied up in in this, that, or the other. But do you ever think that, or or do you even care about it? I mean, you probably have a copy of it. But do you think that it will ever see the light of day? Or is there any songs that were that were on there that you were just you know really disappointed that that didn't make it out? I would really love for it to come out. I mean, sadly, I heard that, you know, bits and pieces of, our, of it are leaking, you know, and people are getting to hear things that, you know, wish that I, I haven't approached anyone about it. You know, I've been waiting for everything to die down and people to figure out what they're doing. And so hopefully, I mean, I think it would be beautiful, you know, if that could be released. It was an amazing, amazing experience, the recording, you know, um, so Prince at one point asked me if I said, if you make 21 poems, if you write 21 poems new, like fresh poems, and if you write them, we'll go into the studio and we'll make a record. And so I spent, you know, just all this energy and time just writing, writing, writing. And so I said, I got 21. And so we went in and he put me on a microphone, microphone and he was on a on a keyboard and he would say, So what's the title of the song? And I'd say Slappy Dappy or whatever, Elephant Box. And judging by the sound of the title, he would play around with some sounds and when he had one that he felt matched the title, he'd never heard the poems, had never read them. And so judging purely on the title, he would come up with a mel like a sound on on, a, on the keyboard and start playing. And he'd say, okay, start reading. And 
we went through all of the song, all of, I don't know if we, we didn't, I don't know if we went through all 21 of them, but we, you know, I can't remember how many are on there, but they were all just improvised, you know, and he was hearing them for the first time and he was playing as I wrote, as I, as I, as I read them, sorry. And um, so that is there and it was all one take, you know, and it would be a beautiful thing for people to hear, you know, how, how that went. Yeah. I, I know that I because think, the, the, go ahead. I'm sorry. I can say because the the produced version of that the poetry album is a completely different experience. It's a beautiful experience, but it's not that raw, you know, intimate moment of us two in the studio. Well, and I know that there was there was three songs, I guess, that were off of that uh, collection that did actually see the light of day for a very brief period of time, which was, I guess, uh, "Heaven Must Be Near." Uh, Elephant Box and uh, Hippie Blood. Those were the three that I knew about. And I've seen, as you said, I've seen uh, some other ones that have also popped up. And, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, for me, I'm, I would really love to see some of these official releases for some of these albums and mm-hmm. some of these things that are just so intriguing to me that I know that he's put, spent so much time putting not only just his artistry into it, but with you in particular, you, you brought something out of Prince that a lot of people can't, couldn't do. And that thing, that spiritual element that you were able to tap into with him. And you, it's like the two of you were on an exact same journey in the exact same point in the journey. And you just happened to connect at the perfect, perfect time. It was a good time for him because he was at the peak of his, his artistry. It was a good time for you because you were at the peak of your poetry and your artistry. And the fact that the two of you were able to hold yourselves away and create this work of art, I mean, just based on the three tracks that I've heard, I would, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm not alone when I, when I say that we would all love, love, love to be able to hear that collection. And hopefully, I can only pray that all this stuff gets worked out so that some of these pieces that are there are, will actually come out and we'll actually get to experience them because your work alone and the stuff that I've seen you come out with over the, over the years, I mean, even, even most recently with, well, non-toxics, not really, you know, recently, but Ride and some of these other songs that you have, that are coming out, there's a really good material and you keep, you keep growing as an artist and it was just, I, again, I can't reiterate enough that I think that I'm definitely sure that I am not speaking alone when I say that we'd love to be able to hear some of those uh, some of those tracks and and hopefully you'll be able to make that happen. Um, yeah. But what I can say is I that don't, I mean I, I, I sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I I know that people a lot of people out there don't know that I was who I am before I met Prince and I am who I am still to this day. And that was an artist who was writing and 
in um, making music and just because, you know, um, I was no longer working with Prince, that didn't mean that I stopped writing music and putting out records. So, um, yeah, I'd like for people to, to go out and listen to some stuff that has come out in the past few years and what's about to be released. Right. So let's talk about the, uh, cause I, I, I know that your time is, is limited with us. So let's, let's, let's recap about the, the new album that's coming out. Um, I would love for you to stay a little bit longer, but I know that you have a schedule to keep. So I want to honor that. Um, the new album is called memories of flying. Um, you're not really necessarily sure when this album is going to necessarily hit. I think Michael had mentioned that it was in the final phase of, of mastering. It's already been through a couple waves of mastering and now it's in the final phase of mastering. Um, but what are you, it's just down to artwork. Well, let's talk about the artwork. Who, Who, is there somebody specific that you're looking at to design this artwork for the new album or what is the, um, or did you change your mind or what exactly happened with the artwork part of the, yeah, I, um, I, when I was in Minneapolis recently, I got to uh, spend a little time with, um, Stacia Lang, who is, um, uh, one of Prince's, she was designing all of his, um, clothing between 90 and 93, I think. And, um, we really connected. So she's going to be designing a dress for me to sing, um, and at the um, event on June 7th. And so we started talking, and um, she was interested in maybe designing a, a, a look for the album cover. So I was still trying to figure out what I was going to do, but um, I think that I'm excited about the idea of her being a part of um, the look for this album. And plus we want to do vinyl, so it's especially important to me that it's, it looks good, that it's right, and um, that when you get it that as, a, as a work of art, that it, it's, up, it's up to the standards of what the music is and what I appreciate in art and fashion. So I decided that it was worth putting the album on hold for another month at least. But, you know, it's going to take a couple of months just to get the vinyl already and stuff. So we're, we're, we're three months out still. So is there a theme to this album or is it, is it essentially a collection of songs that you, you've kind of seemed together or is there an overall theme with this new album? Yeah, there's, um, I think that there's a light theme, um, uh, a, a positive, let's say the, the record kind of, I would say that Snowblind is one of the darker pieces, Snowblind and, um, Memories of Flying, which is the opening track. They're a bit darker in their theme, but then from that point on, the record, it's all about um, light and um, letting it in. And it's a very positive record. Um, Memories of Flying, I would say, um, it's the Memories of Flying to me is like remembering something of yourself and, and reclaiming it and bringing it back. and, and um, trying to, you know, hold on to that feeling of, of lightness and letting go of the weightiness of life. And so, um, yeah, so I think that light is the theme, positivity and 
Um, I don't know what else. <laughs> I think that's a pretty that's pretty consistent um, with with your work over the years. I mean, yeah. that's always been that's been very, yeah, very consistent. Yeah. So I don't you know, so if if yeah. you if you love Ingrid's work, this is going to be more of that greatness that's going to continue uh coming out. And we're so I'm really, really looking forward to this album. Um I the just a just a one more thing. I know a couple people had have asked if you were planning on touring with this album once it gets a little bit of traction. Are you planning on doing a US tour or an international tour, or is touring even even part of the, the thought process at this point? I would love to. I, when I was, when with uh, Black Eskimo, we didn't really, you know, we tra- we only played a lot more locally, but I really love performing and I look forward to it. And I'm looking forward to the, the, uh, the, the performance on June 7th. I really love it. So I do hope to do a tour of America and of Europe anywhere else anybody wants me to come well i'm sure that now that you've said it and you've said it worldwide <laughs> you've now said it worldwide worldwide you, you heard it you heard it here she said and i quote where do you okay, want her people, to play let's make it happen <laughs> <laughs> so it's up to you guys to make it happen so uh, we do have a couple clips, uh, which will which will go into yeah. now. Uh, uh, hopefully, the snow. Michael did say that that one that is snowblind. Michael said it is. Okay. All right. So, um, which one do you want? Which one, which clip do you want me to play first? Do you want me to play snowblind, or do you, would you like me to play? You gave me wings. You gave me wings. That's the that's the tenth tribute song. All right. So uh, are you going to hang tight with us while we listen to this clip? It's only like a minute and a half. Yeah, I'm not not in a crazy big hurry. Don't worry about it. Don't rush. Okay. All right. So here it is. You're getting an exclusive of You Gave Me Wings. It's a snippet from Ingrid's brand new album. Here it is right here on Funked Up. It's You Gave Me Wings. Brought them to life. You brought them to life. 
Ingrid. Oh my God. <laughs> um, wow. That is just like literally, I, I, I just got sideswiped by that song. That is very, you can feel the emotion in everything in that song. Um, I, I am so psyched that that is the first single off of the album. Uh, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm ready for it. And I know everybody yeah. else is. <laughs> that is incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's written, is purely about that winter that we spent writing. He was writing his record and I was writing my record. And, you know, it was, a, it was just a winter. It was one winter where two records were born. That's what that song that is about. Wow. That is the impact. I mean, just I was listening to the lyrics, too, because I, you know, you obviously give a little bit of a background story to as you were writing it. And I just that is incredible. I think there's people obviously going to get a little bit of insight into, you know, how close the two of you were able to get during this, during this period and, and why he was able to put out the level of quality of music that I just can't, that's incredible. Who, who's playing on that song? Uh, let's see. Um, Mashti, I wrote it with um, a guy named Christian Ron. Um, and so the original version was with Christian, but um I had um, Mads Nordheim. He goes under the name Mashti Project. He produced the song to um, for what it is now. Mm. Wow, that was, and I, I am sure that there's going to be all kinds of comments after that song, uh, for sure, on Facebook because mm-hmm. I was totally caught off guard with that one. That was very, very heavy. I, you know, I, and the reason why I say that. And I got to be careful how I say this. I've seen a lot of people that have said, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing this song as a tribute. And I'm doing, you know, I, I'm doing this song, you know, and to serve his memory. And, and, and that may well have been. Uh, but I, I just, you know, I sometimes hear music and I hear lyrics and, and I hear the song in general. And it just, I'm not, I don't, I don't connect with it. I mean, maybe it means something to yeah. them, but I just, I, I can't connect with it. That song, literally right out of the gate, I connected with that song. Right out of the gate. I'm happy I, to hear that. I am. I'm. I'm ready for that song. Okay, so let's. <laughs> okay, that was that was crazy. Okay, now let's uh, play the clip. Uh, Snowblind again, another exclusive, and um, so that's the one that um, uh, has was done over. Uh, footsteps in the snow, and uh, well, we're going to see exactly yeah. what, what the end you result. You won't hear this. You won't. You won't hear the. You won't hear this. Well, and the one that's on the album, you're only getting a snippet. It starts off with the sound of the footsteps, footsteps in the snow. But where we're coming in, I don't think you'll hear them. But it's still to that rhythm. So go ahead. Okay, here it is. Snowblind. <laughs> Stole my 
Okay, so I can officially say that I need this album now. <laughs> I have to have this album. Oh, okay. Wow. Are you going to get it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, I mean, that's just a sampling of what's to come in this album. And I know, you, you know there's probably people out there going, man, he's like blowing smoke. I'm not. I love this these friggin' songs. It's incredible. Okay. Man. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, I'm really happy with the record. So, well, you should. I'm be really because... happy with it. This is the first time that I've. Um, usually, when I start a record, I've made a choice to collaborate with a person, one person. We're going to see an album through to the end, and this is different because um, this time I decided to work with different um, collaborators, and so <clears throat> I've got. Peter Musebrink from Germany. He's he, he's got um, Deep Dive Corporation. There's um, Matt Nordheim from Matt Nordheim from uh, Denmark, who goes under Mashti Project. And then there's um, Charles Webster out of England and uh, Marco Valentin, who's here in New Hampshire with me. Um, so yeah, it's it's a collection of songs, but um, they all work. And yeah, yeah so I'm I... happy with it. Oh yeah, and I I <laughs> I agree that you know again out of everything that I've heard, it's been it's been really it's fantastic, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Now I'm really bummed that we're not getting this at the end of the month. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll be okay. We're 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 gonna make it because uh, we still got the uh, the release of the single that's going to be coming the the first one that we heard the tribute song uh, to Prince called "You Gave Me Wings," and for those in London. You are going to be performing with the uh, PRN alumni over in London at Café de Paris, or Café de Paris, um, yeah. and uh, Paris. Paris, and it's uh, June seventh. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm so uncultured. I have to do another. I forgot. I left someone out of. Uh, I left out David Hearn out of London, who appears on the record too. A really dear friend of mine. Um, we've been writing together for many years now and he he makes an appearance on the record too so I I can't forget him yeah I see that you know even when you know is look re-listening to some of your stuff and re-refreshing my memory re-refreshing um you have a lot of tracks that are on compilation albums like a lot and is that by yeah. design? Is that because we're we're really kind of in a society now where we're in a uh, everything is singles driven at, in in this in this day and age? I think that um, people have you know when when they 
when they find out that I'm still out there working, it's people that have been influenced by or inspired by my um, record with Prince back in the day. I've had people contact me and just um, ask me, will I appear on a song or will I write to a song? And so some of those are, that's what that is, just, you know, people releasing um, albums and then releasing the single that I appear on. So, um, yeah, like Charles Webster and Peter Musebrink were very much inspired by the Prince and uh, the the record I did with Prince. So, and those are two people that I'm working with now on this new record. So, <laughs> but I have put out, um, you know, just, you know, if someone sends me something and I really instantly connect with it, I will write something and, and just give it back. Um, I have another song that I just did with Peter um, called Be Still that's going to be coming out soon on on the record he's doing. is really gorgeous, and I'm excited about that one, too. So, like I said, if the piece comes my way and someone asks me to play on, to, to write on it, I will if the piece, you know, if I feel it. And vibing with it, so. Well, you did have uh, a there's, couple there's people songs out there. <laughs> uh, well, you did have a couple people that wanted to give you some feedback uh, via email. Uh, Maria, uh, who is an avid Funkatopia listener, she said she absolutely has to have this album as well. And uh, Valerie Hatchett said yeah. um, that, that your your tribute song is just beautiful, and she wanted me to make sure that you knew. She said she started tearing up. Um. Uh, make sure she make sure you come. Um, we'll announce it, but um, just for all of you who are here and people who love Prince, on June seventh, we're going to be selling it probably from my Bandcamp so that we can track the sale so that it can go back to um, the charities that Prince really held dear to his heart. So if you love it, at least on that one day, come out and buy it. Oh, that'd be that's great news. Yeah, so. If we're going to be able to, to purchase it on that date, then again, make sure that you go. Uh, I'm not sure if I have your Bandcamp address uh, in front of me, but you can just look up Ingrid Chavez on Bandcamp and follow her and make sure that you indicate that you want to be alerted when anything happens on that account. And as soon as she makes that song available, yeah. you'll be able to snag it. And please make sure that you yep. purchase it and download it so that it can serve its purpose, which is to, again, help all of those, the, uh, you know, charities and things that, that Prince was very, very avid about and very, uh, very active with for sure. Um, well, I, I, I did receive a couple other questions, um, wanting, you know, a little bit more on the story, uh, regarding justify my love. And I, I don't think we're gonna un- we're gonna, gonna turn back over that that rock again because I know it's kind of a, a sore <laughs> subject for you. So, uh, Stacy, I'll maybe later. <laughs> but that, you know, for for those of you who don't know the story, just a, just a, a, a recap version was that um, you, you were involved in the recording of uh, "Justify My Love." That you'd actually um, done actually used your work. Uh, her and uh, Lenny Kravitz. And when the song was released, you essentially did not get credit for it. Um, and I'm yeah, glad. And, and so I'm glad that uh, all that was, uh, all that worked out. And, um, but I guess, you know, to kind of speak to that a little bit, um, what, 
was there lessons that you learned there as far as crossing your T's and dotting your I's and when you're, when you're putting your work out there or when you're working with anybody, are you a lot more on guard than you used to be after a result of, as a result of that? Um, probably not. I mean, that was an extraordinary situation. And, but, um, one thing I'd like to say about that is that, um, no one knew that I wrote that song because I had signed off saying that I was not. Um, but this is how well Prince knew my voice and how he, how close he was to the, even the tone of it. Um, was that when um, that song rele- was released, I had not told anyone about it, including Prince. So the only people who knew was me. Lenny Kravitz, Madonna, um, the head of uh, Virgin, and Craig Rice, he knew because he'd heard it. And um, so the day that it came out, I got a phone call from Prince, and he said, so what's up with the Justify My Love song? I know that's you. I know your voice. And that was the first time that I admitted to anyone that... I actually did write the song and she had copied the way that I spoke it so precisely that Prince, when he heard it, was like, I know that's you. And now people are going to, if you don't take credit for that song, people are going to think that you're copying her when your record comes out because my record wasn't out yet and Justify My Life had already been released. So, that was that convers that phone call that conversation with Prince was the reason why I um, hired a lawyer and, and got my name on it. So there you go. Well, I mean, if Prince hadn't call you called you, were you just gonna just let them? You're just gonna just say, ah. Oh, I don't wow, know. I mean, learned. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But it was. I just felt like I you know, let him down. I kind of, you know, this, this record, this poetry record was like his baby too, you know, and, you know, I could hear the disappointment in his voice. And so, yeah, that was, that's when I, I got my, my credit. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I can only imagine with everything that he had been going through with Warner brothers and all of that to, to kind of, you know, to see somebody that he loved, going through it and and not really doing anything about it was probably you know probably unnerving to him because he just felt like you were being taken advantage of but i i i just can't yeah. and again I, I didn't really want to go down this rabbit hole but my thought process right out of the gate was what in the world made madonna and lenny kravitz think that it was that was okay that it was that that that's what was going to happen i mean sir, part of you has to think oh it was maybe it was just an oversight and oh maybe that piece of paper fell out of the contract or i i i, I just can't yeah. i don't know why people think the way that they think and it's kind of um well yeah. i think that um i mean it it gives a little bit of insight into the way madonna works because i think that um when she heard justify my love she shifted her entire image. You know, it was like she's one thing one day and then she records just 11, this whole 
new era of Madonna comes out, you know? Um, and so I think that they knew that this was going to be a big shift for her. And, and if they had to give someone else credit for the song, then it wouldn't be as much. It, people would think, okay, well, that's not really Madonna. She's just, you know, she's just taking on this other persona, which she was, but, you know, um, and so I think that it wasn't just Madonna or Lenny. I think it was the whole machine of Virgin, Virgin Records, you know, like it's just disappear this person and, you know, and so I don't know, you know, I, I, it left me with a really bad, bad taste in my mouth about the business. And I, I, that's, that was one of the main reasons why I turned my back on it for so many years and was happy just to be happily looking after my children, raising them oh, and yeah. having a, amazing birthday parties because that's where all my creative energy was going is to birthday parties and cakes and dressing my children. And, <laughs> but. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I'm a parent, so I, I get it. Yeah. It's that can, that part of your world can be very, um, very consuming. <laughs> I guess that's the right word yeah. for it, and it's it's a good consumption. Yeah, but if you're you're yeah, yeah, if you're a creative person and you know you're putting all that energy there, it's it's a good thing, you know. And right. So I there there's some of the happiest years of my life, you know, raising the girls and being the best mother that I can be, and um, and because for me, music is all consuming. Once once I'm in the writing process, it's like you know, I'm all in 100%. And so I'm, I'm glad that that kind of attention that I give to things and passion was completely on them for those years. So thanks to Justify My Love. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, do, do either of them have any artist uh, leanings that, you know, either, either, with painting or drawing or singing or performance or yeah. do they have the same bug that their mama has? Um, they are both creative um, people. My one daughter, Amir, she's an amazing writer and she's, you know, she's taking photographs. She's a good photographer. Um, my younger one, Isabel, she has a great singing voice, although it's not where she's, She's, it's not her path in life. She's, um, at, she's a college student and she's a real go-getter, but both of them are strong women who know what they want. They're, but they're very creative in their approach to life. And so that's what matters most. Hmm. And did, did, did Prince ever get to meet any of your kids? I mean, I, obviously one of them came at, yeah, they, he did. Oh, okay. Tanandre, he met, yeah, he met my son, Tanandre. Um, so he did meet him. I mean, he did, Tanandre came to Paisley Park one time, and um, I was in the, I think in the, I don't know where I was, but him and Tanandre were talking, and of course, by the time um, Prince gets back to me, he, Tanandre has told him that I feed him cat food. And so Prince was like, oh, uh, so you feed your son cat food. I was like, oh, my God. You know how kids are. They they tell some. He probably asked if he tastes the cat food or something one time. And I said, yeah. 
if you want to, but then it turned into I feed him <laughs> cat food and Yep. The stories kids tell people. Ah, well, he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would call Child Protective Services. <laughs> so I think you're okay. I think but it you're was bad. like, oh, so you feed your you feed your son cat food. <laughs> yeah, that was that was just meeting. So did did did, did uh, um, he tell you any more about what happened during that conversation? What what they talked about beyond that beyond cat food? Mm, no. Didn't get it out of either one of them. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's, there you go. <laughs> that's pretty awesome, though. I mean, the fact that he was able to have a, a, a one-on-one conversation, uh, it's just, that's incredible. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and Tanandra was my date to the, um, the premiere of the film, so. Fantastic. So what, uh, when's the last time that you were? my little man. When's the last time that you, uh, you saw Prince? It was a long time ago. It was um, it was shortly after I got married. Um, yeah, it was a good twenty four years ago. Wow, that's a long time ago. So he it was did a he long time ago. stay in touch regularly via phone or letters? And I mean, he loved getting those letters yeah. from you. Did you continue sending him letters at any point in time during that twenty four years? I did not. I when I when I got married, I that was the path I took, and you know, I just I really did not. I I it was a I really turned my back on music completely, and to the point that it was as if I had a new life, and no one even knew that I even made music. It was that sharp of a of a of a break, and. Um, and so by the time I got back into it, the sad thing is, is that I, I was sort of getting ready to get back in contact with him and talk about maybe with the possibility of releasing, you know, the, the poetry record as it is and um, just reconnect. And so you just, sometimes you need to really get in contact with people because you don't know when they might leave and you won't have that opportunity. Lesson that will yeah. stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I think everybody was definitely blindsided by his passing, and I just, you know, I there's probably not a day that goes by since his since his passing that I just uh, I I'm I'm kind of angered that we missed out on those. On those days when you're like, you know, many, many years down the road, 20, you know, 20, 30 years down the road when he's sitting on a stool with an acoustic guitar and playing a, playing a set to, you know, a few dozen people because interest in him has kind of you know started to fade out and you're starting to get the more intimate side of him. And, you know, all those things that m- many artists kind of go through when they're you know, as they get older and, you know, the, the shifts that happen, I don't think that he would have ever been, you know, done audiences that small again, because, you know, he was mm. <laughs> Prince, you know? but I just, yeah. I, I'm, I really feel like he was, he was experiencing a turn in the, his, his creativity. And he was about to unleash some things that, 
I just this the type of music that he was putting out and the the depth that of production that was going into the stuff that he was putting out. Um, I, I just knew that there was going to be some incredible things coming down the pike as, you know, as always, but I'm just, I'm so disappointed that, um, it ended, but, and to, and to your point, you never know, mm-hmm. you just never know. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I think for you and the fact that you were able to, you know, step out and make a decision for yourself and for your family is, is probably the best decision that you could have made. I mean, I don't. I don't hear when I'm listening to you talk, I don't hear any, any struggling in your voice, like any regret that you've made the wrong decisions. I, I don't, I don't hear that at all. I, I hear the person that seems content yeah. with everything that she's done in her life. And, um, so. It's also been very important to me when I got back into music that I wasn't, um, relying on anything that I did in the past to, um, to push forward where I am as an artist now. It was always like, you know, I, I even with uh, MySpace or um, back in the day or Facebook now, that's not my life. Prince is a very important person in my life and I wouldn't be where I am today if it were not for him. But at the same time, I am a, an artist in myself and, you know, I influenced him just as much as he influenced me. And so at the end of the day, I just keep doing what I do and I keep writing my songs and I keep putting together full albums and putting them out because that's what I love to do. And um, there's nothing more gratifying to me than actually finishing a record, seeing it from, um, from conception to like to being released into the world and letting it go and letting it have a life of its own. And I've never um, pigeonholed myself musically or creatively. Every one of my records are completely different than the other ones. And so I keep growing as an artist. I keep um, searching for new ways to express because, I mean, we, we have the same emotions that we keep going through. We don't like you know, turn a certain age and we have these new emotions. We, we are who we are. We, we were born to be who we are. And so it's like, you know, a person who keeps painting the same landscape, they're painting it in different light and they're reflecting their own, you know, moods in that landscape. And so as a writer and a musician, I just keep trying to find different ways to say what it is that I have to say and express who I am. And so even now I am not done. I already, already this one, this record's done. I'm already thinking like, well, how do I want to do it different next time? What's the next record sound like? Because I'm still discovering who I am as an artist and it's exciting. And so, um, this is not the end. Hmm. Well, I'm glad to hear I that. Got more records. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I know I'm not alone, and I, I I say that I'm glad to hear that because just again the two clips that we heard, I'm I'm very excited about about the release of this. I keep getting this question, and this is the the second uh, second time someone has asked me this question, asking if you could talk a bit about Blue Tuesday. I mean, you can, I, I don't know what that means, but I, I'm I'm sure that you do. 
<laughs> What's Blue Tuesday? I don't, actually. I don't know what Blue Tuesday is. Hmm. Okay, well, those does are, somebody want to like tell us what that is? Yeah, maybe, maybe they will. There's two people that asked me that question, so hopefully they'll expound on that. But if not, I'm not worried about it. It's okay. Um, so again, I can't thank you enough for for taking time to to spend with us, and I, mean, I could sit and talk with you all night. Yeah. Um, and the <laughs> album is called Memories of Flying. It's going to be coming out probably towards yeah. the end of summer. They are actually doing the uh, final mastering of it. If you're in the London area, she is going to be uh, at the Café de Paris in London uh, <laughs> at June 7th with the PRN alumni. And also on that date, the single for... The, the tribute song that you actually got an opportunity to hear, You Gave Me Wings, is a tribute song for Prince, is actually going to be released on that day for momentarily, not completely. So just for, you'll, you'll just for the Oh, just for that day. Okay, so June 7th. Just for that day. You have to have your radar. Just because we want just the proceeds. Yeah, because just for that day, just so that the proceeds will go towards uh, the PRN alumni charities that they um that i'm helping um contribute money to but also i think the event in um london is a charity event so you should go if you're in if you're in europe and can get there yeah it's all for good cause yeah definitely do that so everybody has to put it in their calendars make sure that you whatever however you can remind yourself whether that's google calendars or outlook or whatever it is (laughs) But in there, June 7th, you have yes, to go um, to her her Bandcamp website, which is actually going to have the, uh, show, I guess, will, they'll be able to put, purchase it from there, from from that from that Bandcamp, Bandcamp yeah. site. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And, There's uh, one other thing coming up is um, on G, uh, June 1st in Brooklyn, if anybody's in New York. Um, oh, I, will I know be, people in, in Brooklyn. Um, I'll be um, participating in the uh, Love Sexy Symposium. So that's going to be in Brooklyn on June 1st, and there'll be announcements on my page. And um, that should be interesting. Kat's going to be there and Matt Fink as well. So, um, nice. in Brooklyn, June 1st. Oh, and I cannot believe this is one question I actually wanted to ask you, and I had, and I totally forgot. The anniversary of Love Sexy just happened. <laughs> and how many emails did you wake up to that day? <laughs> and how did it make you feel to see to see this anniversary for, for Love Sexy and think, wow, it happened that long ago? <laughs> really? I know. Well, to be honest, to be honest with you, I um was in the studio recording all day and um so I heard about it later in the day, or I was reminded of the fact that it was that day. So I haven't really been on Facebook. And so to be honest with you, I was doing what artists do. I was recording. And so it kind of passed me by. Well, it, it's... I'm sorry. Try, no, it, <laughs> no need to apologize any person that can break away from Facebook for a prolonged period of time has got my utmost respect. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't, I know. I, a lot but of, it, I can't believe it's been that long—thirty years. 
amazing. Nin- but I mean, 1988. That that yeah, I know it's it's amazing, and it changed my life. Like meeting Prince and being a part of that experience of that, um, what he was going through, what I was going through, that we were both happened to be in this same space and time making two amazing records and changing the course of each other's lives is amazing. I'm truly eternally grateful to um, whatever was in the universe that brought us two together for that brief moment in time. Oh, and I, I'm, I completely agree. I mean, because the magic that happened between you two and, and the the ending end result of what came out on that album. I mean, I hear people all the time say that that's their all time favorite album. Um, and it's, uh, but I have to know what was your thought the first time that you saw that album cover? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. It was like, what? But you know, I I've told this story before. It's like the it's, I didn't know it, what to think about it. The one album, it's the one album that I I had to buy other albums on top of it. Like and and I wasn't. The, <laughs> I found out after telling that story <laughs> that I wasn't the only one. <laughs> so you had to have that album and then another <laughs> album on top of it, and then you just kind of just slide and then that was you so know, funny. even if somebody if somebody was waiting in line <laughs> behind you, you were like, no, just go ahead, just go ahead. <laughs> I don't want it's just it was just one of those things I, I couldn't believe it I was like oh this album oh this better be good and, <laughs> he's testing everyone with that one yeah I think the only thing that I was um did he run it by you that it was only that that whole CD was only going to be one track did he discuss that with you no, did, no. And, and, and what was your thought when you did you purchase it on CD or did you get it on CD and did you experience that one track and, and was there any yeah, thought, well, <laughs> what did you think about that? Well, you know, it, it just adds to the importance of that record and to him that he wanted everyone to listen to it from beginning to end, which um, I think that's amazing. You know, I wish that I could, I would never do that to anyone, but I make my records. They're like, I want people to listen to them from beginning to end, you know, and, um, you know, the fact that he was making sure people had to listen to it, even to many people's frustration, I think that just adds to how important that record was to him. Yeah, it was, that was a groundbreaking decision. It definitely was. I, I, I can't think of anybody who had, who had ever, who had ever done that. It was just, it was groundbreaking. And uh, yeah, at, yeah. At, at the time, that wasn't my thought. <laughs> at the time, I wasn't thinking, wow, this is groundbreaking. I was, I was very You're upset like, about Ugh. it. I was like, God <laughs> bless America. Yeah. What the? <laughs> Why is it like That's this? Funny. I know, it was very frustrating. Well, but, well, congrats. But, you know, like when you look back at, when you look at the back at the you know I mean all the all the work he put out into the world and, and all the albums you know that that record was it kind of stands alone and it kind of carves out its own little space and time and 
the fact that you can't skip through the songs or you couldn't in the in the beginning just adds to that little little hole that he carved out for that one record. So mm. yeah. So. Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm I'm glad that you actually met up with Prince and I because because in all honesty, I mean, even though you weren't aware of the impact that you had with him when he did made that decision about the black album and shelving it and putting this one out instead. And just the, 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 chrono, the chronological impact that that had. And you, you put him on a, on an alternate path, which is, I, I don't think you realize the importance of that. And, and the, you're a fulcrum of sorts. It was you. Who knows what would have happened after the Black Album? Because he obviously was in a a negative space when it came to the Black Album. He he was making a statement, and you yeah. you made him second guess himself, and not necessarily second guess himself, but to shelve something that was potentially could put him on another alternate path as to how the songs got released or, or maybe even the chronology of how the albums were released. You, you had a, that, that impact on him. And I, I just, that to me is mind boggling because the, the impact of that is just incredible. And I'm, I'm glad that we got the album that we did. <clears throat> Because Love Sexy is an incredible album. It's a fantastic album. Um, and your work on it is equally fantastic. And I'm just, um, I'm I, again, as I said before in the, in the beginning of the interview, I am very honored that uh, you actually took the time to come on the show and talk a little bit about the, you know, about some of the history. And I know we wanted to stay focused on, on, you know, on the new album, which we did. I think we've, I think we covered everything yeah. about the new album and, uh, and then some. So yeah. I, I know that I think everybody here, um, I think everybody here got what they came for, who, whatever it was that you came for. Cause I think we covered it all. <laughs> Except for whatever blue Tuesday was. I'm not sure, but well, yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> uh, um, it's probably something that's not appropriate. Anyway. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah. If if I find out what it is, I'll let okay. you know offline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll let you know. All righty. But uh, all right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, um, you're you're like a you're like one of my my homeboys, my home slices from well from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're um, ATL clan over here. We're this definitely a yeah, the ATL clan, yeah. the weekenders. That's um, right. <laughs> well, thank you so so much so. for coming coming again, and uh, we will actually uh, as 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 you leave us, well, I'm going to play that uh, that snippet one more time. Those two snippets actually one more time. Because uh, okay, yeah, yeah. you okay. gave me wings and snowblind, and uh, so everybody can get re-excited. Not if any of the excitement has settled by now, but re-excited. <laughs> and um, then uh, the only thing that I would love to hear from you is that once this album does does hit in at the end of summer, that you come back on and we talk about do a, do a little track by track, kind of like you know tell us. Yay! That'd be great. I would love to to cover it, cover every single track. I would there. love that. 
Oh, perfect. Thank you. So that sounds great. All right, thanks. All right, for everybody. Okay, bye, everybody. And you know, if you can get to London, I'll see you June seventh. And if you can get to Brooklyn, I'll see you June first. But if not, come to Bandcamp on June seventh. Yes. Do your part of helping keep Prince's um, legacy love, love for these programs, yeah. and yeah, let's mm-hmm. do this. And do you know where that Love Sesame okay. Symposium is going to be in Brooklyn? Do you know where it's going to be? Uh, uh, NYU, I think, um, okay. their Brooklyn campus. Okay. I think so. So there's something that's happening yeah. in the United States, folks. Brooklyn, June 1st. And London, at Café de Paris, <laughs> June 7th. And You're on... getting better the more you say it. <laughs> <laughs> See? And then uh, you went from Cafe de Paris to (laughs) (laughs) Cafe de Paris, Paris, Paris. Yes, the Cafe de Paris. Okay, I haven't been in Atlanta that long. (laughs) Well, actually, I have, but I refuse to let it get me. But uh, all right, thank you once again, dear. And uh, we will be back in touch at the end of summer to talk about your brand new album, Memories of Flying. I look forward to it. And thank you for spending some time with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, everybody. Bye, Chris. Ingrid Chavez. (laughs) Adios, y'all. Here it is. You gave me wings. The stupid. One more time. We believe that heaven was near